So good afternoon. Uh, how's everyone? Okay. Good, and I'm hoping you are having a good show. And uh, if you are here, I guess you must think about IoT a lot. Uh, you must, having some personal observation about the big shift that may be happening in your industry, uh, you may be having questions, what does this transformation that's driven through a fully connected world means to you. You may also ask, this process seems complicated, where should we begin? So my name is Satyan Yadav. I'm a general manager in Amazon, and I lead a division where my team drives innovative products and services to specifically ask, answer these questions. Um, so in this session, we will explore what Amazon is doing to help uh, help you respond to these uh, new environment, new uh, business challenges, where you're expected to meet customer expectations that are evolving uh, rapidly as the IoT grows. So you may have seen this chart where analysts are predicting billions of dollars, uh, billions of uh, units connecting to to internet. And you may have also personally uh, observed that things in your personal life are all connecting to internet. Whether it's uh, uh, things that you use on day-to-day -day basis, the other things that are not connected yet, or the overall environment. Essentially, uh, we are heading towards a fast transformation towards a fully connected world. But you also say that IoT is a buzzword of technology industry, which is true. But at the same time, you may have uh, personally observing what's happening in your industry, and it is an undeniable reality for your own business. What it means is how do you evolve your business to meet customer expectation, whether you're part of healthcare industry, agriculture, industrials, public sector, it doesn't matter which industry you may belong to, my expectation is you are answering some, uh, facing some of these questions today. Uh, so what we would do, we'll explore um, what uh, Amazon is doing in this space. So before I go there, um, I raise a few questions uh, for ourselves. The end-to-end -end solution that we need to put together, they are complicated. Uh, Beyond just having these internet devices connected, you may be asking questions yourself. What are the things that I need to do? What are the steps? How do I build these devices? How do I bring the intelligence that they connect to the internet? And once it's connected to the internet, what it means, uh, certainly securely connecting to the internet would be one of the requirements, but what it means to once I have the data, what do I do with this data? How do I analyze it? How do I visualize it? And most importantly, how I generate insight that is useful to you uh, to develop new products and services. And you may, you may say, hey, is there any better way? Do I have to worry about all these problems? Do I have to hire device engineers, cloud engineers, and go to the end-to-end? -end? And you would actually rather work on the solving your specific problems. And whatever industry that you may be part of it, there is specific knowledge needed to solve problems in that industry. Uh, those could be improving your own current products and services. So how do I use the data that gives me insight what, uh, how the product's being used today and what must change um, to uh, deliver a better uh, experience. The other things you may ask yourself are there better ways to do the things that you have been doing, completely new, innovative way, um, to, uh, to develop products or completely come out with a new set of experiences that you want to deliver to your customers? And uh, some of our customers are exactly doing that. And in this session, you'll be, um, you'll be demonstrating these customers how they're using our uh, products and services. So. Um, before, um, before we go into the specific solution, one of the other questions you ask, how do I connect the dots? There are lots of things I need to worry about. And so we say there are three pillars of IoT that you may, worry, uh, you may have to consider. 
the first pillar is the things, or the things that you put out. Uh, they're certainly doing lots of uh, functions, but also sense and uh, taking some action that you want it to take. Then, then you want to connect those devices to the cloud, where you want to store the data, process the data. And then the, finally, once you have the data available to you, then you want to draw some intelligence from this data. Uh, what insights you could draw that you could act upon. So in this session, we'll go explore deeper into the first pillar, which I believe is one of the most important pillar, and that creates a number of concerns from our customers. Where do we get started? How do we get these devices onboarded uh, to the internet quickly? So within, uh, within that pillar, we have three different ways we are helping our customers. So first is simple devices. It's complete hardware software offered by Amazon. And earlier today, we uh, announced um, IoT Button Enterprise Program. I'll talk about that in a minute, but you can see on the left-hand side of me. The second way we are helping our customers is if you are having to build your own devices. Um, so then our num our, we have a number of partners. We offer the starter kits, and then we offer something called IoT, S um, IoT device SDK, and we'll talk about that. And then finally, um, our CEO launched um, a new service called AWS Greengrass, and we'll talk about that. But essentially what we are doing is a number of customers are asking us that solutions are not all built on the cloud, and they need to actually have end-to-end -end, um, offering. So we'll get into that detail of what we are calling it IoT at the edge. So let me uh, begin by um, getting into the simple devices first. So this is our simplest offering, what we call simplest way to build end-to-end -end solutions. And the way we started it last year, we um, put an experimental device called IoT button, which is uh, shown on the left here, um, to your right. And our idea was to uh, give this device to our uh, developers that who wanted to learn cloud programming and bring understand what it make what it takes to once onboarded the devices what what it takes to uh, collect the data and, and uh, program and how to use uh, various services. And the reason we offered it that you didn't have to worry about hardware or embedded software that's needed to actually connect. Um, so we were actually overwhelmed by the response we get got from both developers and enterprise customers. And they wanting to actually go from the experiment quickly to actually deploy. And we'll, we'll get into the details uh, what we have. So I'll give you some quick update since we have launched what, uh, what are the updates on developer program first. So first, this button is a Wi-Fi based um, button. And simply when you click it, that click will be registered in the in the cloud, and then you can take any actions or you can launch services based on that click. It's um, one of the other things we are doing um, now in this uh, this uh, show is launching a uh, mobile app. And uh, before this, um, you would have to be understanding how to go onto the uh, web console, and then uh, it was meant for the developers, and it was not necessarily all easy. Now with this mobile app, which is available both on Android and iOS platform, you could simply uh, take the button while it's still in the box. You could register and configure and uh, set the action that you want it to take uh, place when you press the button. The other things we are um, also offering is what we're calling it Lambda Blueprints. These are the set of uh, programs that you want to have executed based on the trigger from this button. Uh, things like uh, you you want to send a text message to you and and lot more complicated uh, lot more complex things that you may want to do, including invoking third party API or your own customer database API if you choose to do so. Um, these buttons are available and Amazon.com has been available. Uh, what uh, new things we are offering is there is a new button we are working on, which is available for the pre-order today. Uh, start shipping in uh, in February. Uh, many of you have asked us to increase the battery life. So the original button, you could do about 1,000 clicks. The new button will be more than 2,000 clicks. And if you want to actually get started now, and you want to um, start with our original button, 
we would be offering you $20 credit in AWS account if you register that, um, if you buy the old button. Now, there's a link at the bottom of this page. If you want to learn more about the developer program, uh, please visit that page. Now, um, this is the, uh, the very exciting piece that I uh, wanted to talk to you about. As I mentioned earlier, some of our business customers want to use this button and launch a specific service um, at a scale. And so what we are, what we are introducing in this uh, conference is you will be able to order buttons at bulk. You could upload your customized graphics, which will be your label or um, your logo that can be printed on the button. This will be pre-provisioned from security from your account. And we will also offer uh, help uh, solution, ar architect the solution that you're putting together. Um, some of the examples that uh, our customers are already uh, doing that, I don't know how many of you um, attended the State of, State of the Union, IoT State of the Union, uh, presented by Dirk, uh, where you, you may have seen a Miller Coors example of um, ordering emergency beer, if you will. So um, here are some of the customers listed who are working with us in uh, finding innovative ways um, to develop uh, solutions around this simple device. Uh, one of the um, so if you are interested in in exploring the preview program, there's a link at the bottom. So if you sign up, uh, then we can go, um, go forward. So from here, um, one of the things I wanted to um, talk about is what our customers are currently doing. When Dave Krumbacher uh, from, from uh, Eli Lilly approached us earlier this year with some innovative ideas, we were really, truly excited about that. So please uh, help me welcome Dave uh, to tell us what they have done at Eli Lilly. Dave? Yeah. Thanks, Santiam. Eli Lilly and Company is a global research-based pharmaceutical company, and our objective, our mission, is to create medicines that help people live longer, healthier, and more active lives. In the clinical innovation group uh, that I'm a part of, uh, we are working to make clinical trials a more accessible healthcare option for patients, their uh, supporters, and healthcare providers. The labs team that I'm a part of within clinical innovation has a great opportunity, and we are working by using design thinking approaches, agile methods, rapid prototyping to elucidate ideas, to inspire others, and to uh, bring to life um, possibilities to improve clinical research. Now, clinical trials, the current state of clinical trials has a lot of room for improvement. Um, they are typically site-based, which means that a patient, whenever they're in a clinical trial, they have to make a visit to a physical investigator location. Many times they're using a device, and if they take that, they use that device, that they have to keep manual logs of data and bring it into the investigator site. So they're not very well connected. But what's emerging, what we're working on, what others in the industry are working on, is to bring the trial to the patient, to make it more connected, to make it more convenient for the patient. Um, to uh, bring that to the patient allows them to be more connected within the trial ecosystem. Uh, think of it as IoT meets the patient. And so the objective of our, our organization is to bring these ideas to life and to demonstrate what's possible. So recently, we had the opportunity to develop a prototype system that would be an activity-based trial management system uh, that we were going to demonstrate. Um, we needed the ability to demonstrate it without actually testing it on patients. This was a simulation. So we needed to act quick, and we needed the ability to virtualize a device. In this case, it was a blood glucose meter. But we weren't in the position to take actual biometric readings because this was a simulation. So we needed to virtualize that device in that process. But we didn't want it to be a complete um, a smoke and mirrors. We just didn't want it to be a fake device that a user in our simulation would just hold on to. We wanted to prove that whenever some action was taken on this virtual device, that there would be data that would be moved through a system, that we could prove um, that we were interacting with data that was coming from that device. So we first started with some early prototypes. We started with an Arduino-based uh, device, 
um, getting started in this. And, and we're, we're sort of a maker shop, and we have a design group and uh, designers and engineers. And so we decided to try this. And while we could technically make this work, the network connectivity was not real robust. So we quickly moved on uh, to a Raspberry Pi. Now, Raspberry Pi gave us a tremendous amount of... Um, of, of uh, connectivity and um, ability, functionality over the Arduino device, but it was more than what we needed. Full entire operating system on it. Its form factor was a little large, and we would still it would still be up to us to instrument it into any sort of platform that would manage the data. So enter the IoT button, and so we decided to give this a try. And it did solve some problems for us. One, uh, we had uh, very good luck on network connectivity with it. Uh, secondly, the form factor was much more amenable to us. Uh, but most importantly, it did give us immediate, simple access into a, a platform, the IoT platform, in order to manage the data and to integrate it into the rest of our simulation system. However, there was one problem. That device does not look like a blood glucose meter. So what does an innovation team do when you need something that doesn't exist? Well, you create it. You make it. So we designed an enclosure to put around the IoT button that would make it look much more like a blood glucose meter. Again, this is just for a simulation, but it does matter for us to be able to create something that's a little bit more lifelike. And not only that, we have a 3D printer, so we took the design and printed the enclosure, and then a couple hours later, we had a final product that looked a lot more like an actual blood glucose meter. So that's a little test strip in the side. It's a complete uh, fabrication, if you will, but under the covers is the IoT button that allows us to actually uh, act on uh, the, the, the uh, button whenever it's pushed. Not only that, uh, we also built uh, some applications around this activity-based trial system uh, that integrated with the button. So we had a team of developers to, uh, to build that, as well as uh, not only a web-based application, but uh, a, a mobile app as well. And so... What this solution architecture eventually looked like was to our simulated patient, the user in this case, they had the button, it was encased in that uh, enclosure, and then they had a mobile app. And the mobile app instructed them, now is the time to uh, take your simulated blood glucose reading. So we told them to, to push the button. And when they do that, uh, it publishes to an IoT topic, and then from the IoT topic, we created a rule that invokes a Lambda function. And then in that Lambda function, we have the ability to have our application logic as part of our larger system to decide at that point on the simulation whether this is a normal blood glucose reading or an abnormal reading. Again, remember, we're not taking actual uh, blood. We're simulating an environment. And so based upon the logic, it turns around and publishes the value back to a separate IoT topic. And then that IoT topic is being watched by the mobile app, and then that mobile app then displays the information uh, that, that came as a result of the, uh, the Lambda function. So this is uh, a picture of what we call a proving ground session. So I run in our lab a proving ground as part of our design thinking approach of testing out ideas uh, where this entire system, a web application, as well as the patient app that runs on the phone and the IoT button, uh, makes for a complete experience that we can take someone through in a very short amount of time. And the key thing that Satyan had said earlier was simplicity. Simplicity is extremely important for us to be able to work on our business problems as opposed to uh, worrying about all the little details of getting that one device as part of that larger proving ground session. So, uh, with that, uh, we were able to move very quickly. So thank you, and uh, I will turn it back over to Satya. Hi. Thanks, Dave. Wow. Right? It's really, truly inspiring how they took this simple little device and uh, created something we couldn't have imagined. 
Uh, we have a number of other customers who have very exciting use cases. Uh, we, I welcome you to actually uh, sign up uh, if you're interested. So let's uh, move on to the, the second set of uh, tools and products that we have to help you quickly uh, put together basic solution and move on to your um, actual customer um, problem that you're solving. So in this one, we are offer two different things to get you quickly started. We have a number of uh, partners who have put together hardware and software solution that out of the box connect to the AWS IoT. Um, there are a wide variety of uh, operating system environment, chipset environment that you can um, find. And so if you were to uh, quickly prototype a IoT device, uh, this will be one of the options uh, to you. The other option is if you're already in the works and you have an existing um, device that you have been working on, you can use our IoT device SDK. It comes in seven different languages, C, C++, Java, uh, you name it. And also we offer a couple of um, mobile platforms and um, similar to what they were showing, the mobile app. So if you have the mobile app, need for developing a mobile app and that app needs to uh, interact with your devices, we offer that SDK as well. Um, here are some of the examples of um, the customers, uh, our partners um, who have worked with us um, uh, since the last year's um, IoT service launch. And as you can see, um, pretty much all um, chipset vendors um, that you may uh, need to work with, they are all represented here. And once again, um, these, some of these products are available on Amazon.com. The key characteristic of all of these starter kit is out of the box, they will connect uh, to AWS IoT, and then you can prototype your, uh, your specific examples very quickly. There's a link at the bottom of this uh, chart, so please visit that if you are interested in exploring this further. One of the things um, that, that we were lacking in our starter kits was uh, communication choices. All of the kits that you see here are based on Wi-Fi. Um, so we... Um, we have been working with AT&T on, on developing a, a cellular-based um, starter kit. So please uh, help me welcome Andy Doddlin to help us uh, tell us what they're doing um, on cellular kit. Yeah. Thanks, Sachin. Thank you. Well, I'm Andy Doddlin. I'm the Vice President of Cloud Networking at AT&T. And several weeks ago, we announced an expanded relationship with AWS designed specifically to bring to market and to our customers solutions that cross network and cloud and that are simple to use and very flexible, agile, and highly secure with enterprise-grade reliability and performance. There were actually three areas, if you read those announcements, that we said we were going to work on together. One was cloud networking to Amazon's robust cloud environment, and we'll be rolling out offers along those lines that are end-to-end -end solutions. Second area was security, to bring the best of network security along with the best of cloud security and to provide end-to-end -end highly secure solutions. But today I want to talk about the third area and do it with a demonstration that's um, IoT related. And uh, to make IoT usable, because it can be somewhat of a complex area, it's very important that it be easy to set up, easy to configure. So what we've worked on with AWS and what will be launching into the market very soon is a solution that's a pre-configured integrated setup across the AT&T LTE network and the Amazon cloud environment. So let me talk through first um, pictorially what will go on, and then uh, we'll show you a demonstration of it. But first, it starts with a starter kit, and you put that starter kit in your device. The starter kit looks like a Raspberry Pi and has uh, the communication software necessary to um, communicate across the network. And it goes across AT&T's mobility network. And it's very important that it's across the cellular network, the LTE environment, because it's a highly secure, ubiquitous access 
environment where you don't have to be subject to the challenges sometimes of Wi-Fi, of uh, coverage of the Wi-Fi or security. And then that connects automatically out of the box, pre-configured to connect to the Amazon cloud services environment, downloading the security credentials, doing the handshake, and getting a highly secure connection between. So the the intent here is something out of the box that's easy to set up and install and then take advantage of the richness of the cloud capabilities in AWS for IoT. So we'll do a quick demonstration. And to start with that, um, Rich Finn will be the merchant that sets up first a mobile kiosk. And the first thing that happens when he puts it in place, and um, we should put the uh, up on the screen, hopefully if we can put up on the screen the picture of the mobile app, the cloud application, and the kiosk. Maybe we can't do that. Can we switch to the other screen? <laughs> Here we go. So the first thing, and unfortunately, since the screen wasn't set up, you didn't catch it all right away, but when um, Rich the Merchant put the mobile kiosk in place, the first thing that happened was it sent an SMS up to the AWS cloud asking for a secure endpoint token, does that handshake, sends it back, and authenticates, and now you've got a secure connection between the mobile kiosk and the AWS cloud environment. The second thing you um, would have seen is it started empty, and the picture up there would have been empty in terms of the inventory on the top left. But as the merchant, or Rich in this case, stocked the mobile kiosk with an AT&T starter kit, with um, an Echo Dot, those components then show up in the app. So me as a consumer, I can go over and have access to that simply by opening the device. Oh, it's locked. So I need to get that handy-dandy mobile app and unlock it. Now you'll see it's unlocked on the screen, and I can open it. Now, if I take a device out or a box out, let's pick something good here since I hopefully won't return it. I take out the Echo Dot, and you could see it disappeared on the screen, managing the inventory. And it can close up, and it could be locked again. But this enables, um, this is just a very simple use case, but hopefully you can imagine the many things that could be done in terms of inventory management, controls, temperature monitoring, whatever. All the um, capabilities in the AWS cloud are now accessible in a highly secure, good performing way over the AT&T LTE network with ubiquitous coverage and also in a way that's very accessible. Anybody could set this up. You saw it, you just turn it on, it does the handshake, and it's connected and you have access. So um, with that, I will turn it back over to Sachin. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. All right. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Wow. Um, so we are uh, excited to have this uh, starter kit part of our offering. Um, it's still under works, uh, but if you want to learn more about it, um, there's a booth listed here, so please visit. Okay, <clears throat> that brings us to the, the third way uh, we, can, we are able to help our customers, and which is what we are calling it IoT at the edge. Number of our customers told us they have application that uh, uh, have inf rely on an infrastructure that cannot all be hosted on the cloud. For example, you may have an oil rig out in the ocean, factories. Um, some of these applications require a local computation and local intelligence. 
So earlier today, our CEO announced uh, a program called uh, AWS Greengrass, uh, a product and service. So we'll go, get into the detail. So, so let's uh, step back and see what we have um, offered before uh, to the point uh, today's announcement. So last year we announced um, IoT AWS IoT service, which is a cloud platform which allows the devices to connect to the platform securely. Um, register um, security, uh, take um, actions on this, analyze the, the data that's generated, and also access the different uh, web services that are uh, part of uh, Amazon Web Services, including your storage, or um, as you can see the, on the slide, there's a AWS Lambda function uh, mentioned. This helps you build the complete solution. We also have uh, offered a device shadow capability what it does is if the device is, uh, is not connected, you could still uh, interact with it. Um, the mobile applications or other applications could still interact with it and change um, the setup. So uh, from there, what, uh, what we have done with the introduction of Greengrass today is offer a set of AWS IoT and set of AWS services onto local on-premise devices. Uh, you see there's a... Uh, logo onto the very um, bright on this slide, which is the Greengrass. So Greengrass core runs on a uh, any Linux-based device. And uh, what we offer is a secure local connection, uh, the messaging between the devices locally, also the local device shadow, so you could represent uh, the state of the device locally, and the Lambda uh, programming environment. And... Uh, this, this is basically provides a single programming model between device and cloud. And uh, this is the way uh, our attempt to uh, simplify when you are building an end-to-end -end solution. We started with end-to-end -end solution uh, problem. This is our way to simplify that programming and uh, setup that you need to do. So what function and programs that you write on the cloud, direct from the cloud, you can actually deploy locally on the Greengrass core um, greatly simplifying uh, the way you want to put end-to-end -end solution. So let me uh, walk you through some more details. Uh, I gave some examples why um, some of our customers are looking for a solution like this. Um, so there are three main areas that we heard from the feedback from the customers. First one was many applications require real-time responses and the decision-making capability. So once you have the logic written and tested on the cloud, you can actually deploy that same logic locally and it'll function um, as if it's working in the uh, cloud. The second requirement we heard, in many cases, the data has to be processed locally, sometimes because of the privacy um, requirements or uh, the other regulatory requirements. Uh, so this also allows you to now process the data and then um, take that action locally while keeping uh, the advantage of the cloud uh, intelligence that you get. And then the last one is uh, availability of the connectivity. Some of the remote areas like mining or uh, oil well in the ocean don't necessarily have the, the big fat pipe or the reliable connection that's always available for these um, things to work. So in that case, um, Greengrass gives you the capability to run locally independently even if you lose the internet connection. Uh, how it works. So Greengrass, uh, we're working with a number of partners. Um, with them, we will have the Greengrass built into the devices. Or if you have some install based, it could be also installed uh, later. As I mentioned, the management and overall solution is, is, um, is defined such a way that you do not have to worry about different boundaries, where are the on-premise and what goes on the cloud. So you manage and deploy all the services from cloud, common programming model, same security principles that we have used so far in our IoT services, so same uh, X509-based TLS uh, security for local devices as well as communication back to the cloud. Uh, there is a, I talked about local execution and the messaging that is essentially that runs independent of the cloud, and most importantly, the states and some of the other intelligence that you are able to analyze and produce from the cloud, you can use that to change what happens uh, locally. So essentially what uh, we are trying to bring 
is balancing the need for local execution, need for real-timeness that you need for certain application, but not lose the, the benefit of the clouds and benefit of the processing uh, that you do on the big data. So this is a preview announcement today. And if you're interested, please go to the link that uh, mentioned uh, below to sign up. So uh, from here, um, I would like to um, introduce one of our customers who started with us on AWS IoT. Um, so please help me welcome Fabio from Enel, and he'll uh, help us uh, tell us what they have done so far and what's their plan. So Fabio. <clears throat> You who were lucky enough to wake up at a decent hour this morning, and I was not. And uh, it seems that we are missing some slides, Setian. I will tell you if you change the slide, I will go on speaking. Enel is a big utility which uh, features almost 90 gigawatt installed capacity and 40% of that coming from renewables. 1.9 million kilometer distribution lines and more than 61 million customers. Fortune magazine listed us as number five out of 50 companies in the company that can change the world list. We believe that energy is a very important service to play a role in nowadays society. And uh, yes, we have always tried to be as smart as we can, at least. And one way to prove it that uh, almost one-fourth one of the smart meter which are studied in the world has something to do with, uh, with an L. In the past few months, we spent uh, a lot of time playing with uh, AWS services, trying to migrate servers to the cloud. But what I would like to focus on today is what we are doing with IoT. The meaning of IoT for our utilities, and for Enel in particular, is uh, enabling the rise of an ecosystem of energy management services. And uh, energy management services as a solution needs, need a platform to grow. And we elected uh, AWS IoT as the platform because it is scalable, reliable, and integrated. There are many examples which I could make of energy management services, just like, for example, storage standalone, storage linked to a plant, virtual power plant, microgrids, home to grid, things like this. Today, we will focus on one very simple use case, the connected home. Yes, because our homes uh, our home give uh, a wonderful opportunity to install sensors and to build intelligence upon that. And this is interesting for a utility like ours, which is blessed to serve over 61 million customers. I see that my slides are not going to change, so I will go on with an old version of the presentation. I hope I won't say something wrong. Um, the idea is that... Uh, we are still an energy company, so we will put one sensor which is typical for us, a clamp, power clamp, which is able to detect power consumption and send it to a gateway, which has a light on it and easily can monitor the, your um, energy behavior and also um, power alert, so that when you're consuming too much, it gives you an alert. Then all the data and the stuff gets through the internet of the home, through the internet connection of the home, can easily go to the cloud. On top of that primary sensor, which is the clamp, many other sensors can be installed. For example, motion sensors, cameras, and things like this. The architecture is very simple, I would say. We have the gateway which collects the data of the clamp and all the data coming from the sensors. Door opening, door closing, and things like this. Everything is then sent to the cloud through AWS IoT. And from the cloud through a, an Accenture component called CPaaS, it eventually lands on an application. The application may be a web interface or a mobile interface. 
Let's see what happens first, after, okay. <clears throat> the application is uh, already launched. We launched it uh, two weeks ago in Italy, and it is going on in, this, in these days. What we are telling you today here is that uh, probably there are many rooms for improvement in this case, and one of these is uh, edge computing. Because we are interested in this, because uh, why we are interested in this? Because uh, uh, in certain cases, some decision can be taken locally, and if you can do it locally, then you have obvious advantages in latency and availability. You can also ease uh, the troubleshooting when you have local problems, so you have a reliable interaction when you have a problem which is bounded to your home. Eventually. Convenience is another reason, and lower cost, because uh, uh, in cases when you your sensors generate a lot of data, you don't need to send them all to the cloud. They can be easily pre-processed locally. So what I'm uh, happy to share with you now is that, as you maybe have seen, I've noticed this morning in Andy Jesse presentation, and it will be one of the early adopters of green grass technology, and we are going to use it uh, in this application. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Ciao. Uh, thank you, Fabio. And sorry for some uh, mix-up here with the slides. Uh, we'll we'll uh, get, get the slides fixed before we post them. So um, I would like to uh, move on. Um, and uh, have uh, invite another guest, Art Miller from Qualcomm, and describe uh, how Greengrass is being integrated into the Qualcomm platform. Art. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Man. Thanks, Sachin. Uh, first, I'd like to start by uh, thanking uh, AWS IoT team for involving us in Greengrass uh, a, a little a little while ago. It's been moving very quickly. Um, we're excited to be working with them. Uh, we, as Qualcomm, we like to connect things. These guys are making it easier to connect things. So we're excited to work with them. Um, trends. Things are getting connected. Things have been connected for a long time. Right now, it's been difficult to get the data from there. People start looking at why do we want to connect dumb devices at the edge? The data is valuable and there are more things getting connected. Exponential growth at the edge, which means exponential processing of data. And moving the processing of the data actually to the edge solves some problems. You've heard over and over latency, security. Those are a few of the problems. The other one is cost. The processing stuff at the edge versus doing everything in the cloud. You save on transport, you save on cloud. So there's the third component, which is cost, that comes into play. As we connect billions of devices, not, it's, it's not realistic to believe everything will be processed in the cloud. So we've been, we've been following this trend with our Snapdragon processors, uh, built on probably the biggest platform ever, the smartphone. Um, we believe we have enough processing power to do a lot of things at the edge. Now, it hasn't always been easy. With AWS Greengrass, it's enabling people who may not have been able to do something uh, or figure out how to connect things, or maybe force you developers to develop a local system and a cloud system, uh, you know, it, it's a very challenging uh, deployment. So now you can run things at the edge just like you would build it in the cloud. So the trends justify what's going on today. And I think what uh, AWS announced today is reinforcing that. Uh, one of the things we have... Uh, a use case. So Qualcomm has a lot of employees. We have more than 30,000 employees spread throughout the world, the majority of which sit in San Diego. We have our own bus fleet in San Diego, and we had our engineers write an application to be able to track the bus, see what the schedule is. And one thing that was missing, they were trying to figure out, is there going to be a seat on the bus if I show up to the bus stop so I can make it to my meeting on time, or do I start walking? So uh, one of the things we wanted to do was look at this and say, okay, can we do something in the cloud to detect how many people are on the bus? The example we did, we streamed a bunch of video back to the cloud, did analysis. 
all to figure out, hey, bus isn't full, there's a seat. And it ties into our application. Now, that becomes very expensive. Now, the good news is we didn't do this for a very long period of time, and we do have some money to spend on R&D. But I don't think it was $1,000 a day to be able to tell a few engineers that they're going to miss a bus or make a bus. It was worth it. So one of the things we did do was take advantage of our Snapdragon processor and do some analysis on the edge. Do local analytics of the video and then just stream back the information. We really only needed to know there were nine empty seats on the bus. We didn't need to have, you know, megabytes of information streaming back for local cloud or for cloud to make decisions locally. So this is one thing we did. Uh, this is some time back, prior to, to green grass. And it was more justification on our side that we could do it and to show that there's trends and there's a solution to the trend and primarily from a hardware uh, a solution from our side. Um, the good news is, now that green grass is available, this is something that allows developers to solve for equations like this, for problems like this, much easier. Uh, as you're developing your uh, AWS uh, uh, IoT solutions, now you can take advantage of edge processing. You can take advantage of the, um, you know, the availability of pro cheap processing power at the edge to lower your cost. You can, um, the benefits of latency. You hear, uh, latency is a, a big deal in some solutions. Um, not in all, and, but the big thing is the network continues to function if there's no connectivity. So you can actually make decisions, take advantage of the processing power, um, and, 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 and deploy something that makes sense at the edge versus just in the cloud. Um, one thing uh, Dirk mentioned during his uh, State of the Union was the fact that they're providing a service. It's bring your own hardware. Well, what Qualcomm's doing is bringing the hardware, enabling the hardware for you, pre-integrating uh, Greengrass on our solution. We have it working right now on the uh, Dragon Board uh, 410C. And we have the intent to port Greengrass on more of our solutions as we move forward, both edge-aware solutions and the Greengrass, or Greengrass-aware and Greengrass solutions. One thing, uh, we, we partnered with a company called Solstice, they're going to be doing it. You have an opportunity to see their demo both in the uh, local area right over here and then over in the main expo area. And what they're doing, very something very simple, is looking at sensor data, analyzing that sensor data, and providing some sort of heat map. It's looking at sound, it's looking at temperature, and, it, and it's looking at motion. So now, from a facilities management perspective, they're able to look at where's the traffic? Where are things getting hot? Where are things are getting cold? Where are all the people? Where, where's the noise? And what they've done, they've taken uh, an Arduino uh, board with sensors with, that is Greengrass aware, and they're running Greengrass on our Dragon, Dragon Board 410C platform. And they're, they're showing the benefits. They're doing two things. One showing uh, data locally and, and data through Greengrass, and the other going direct to cloud. They're showing the benefits of latency, and they're also showing the benefits of cost. The cost I mentioned earlier of instead of streaming everything back to the cloud and, and operating there, making some decisions locally and just transmitting information back to the cloud. So if, if you get a chance, please stop by, uh, check out the demo, talk to, talk to the guys who put it together, and figure out the problems they're solving for. And the, the beauty of IoT, I mean, IoT has been around forever. It used to be called M to M. M&M's not sexy. Before that, it was, you know, connected things, and the power industry has probably had more connected to things, you know, for hundreds of years than anyone. But now it's accessible. It's, it's accessible because of what uh, AWS team has been doing. It's accessible because of platforms we've developed from a smartphone perspective. And it's also accessible from the carriers. Things that, um, that combination, it's kind of the perfect storm where things will become real now. Things have always been connected, but no one was running around talking about IoT or talking about billions of devices. So this simple use case is something that people in this room will take, solve other use cases, and then uh, transform IoT. So we're excited to be part of the Greengrass announcement. Uh, we're excited to have a hardware platform that will enable the edge 
and we're excited to work with partners such as Solstice to uh, demonstrate that. So, Satyan, thanks for your time. Uh, thank you, Art. So, uh, as uh, here's the booth number um, listed here on the slide, so please do visit. And we look forward to uh, continue our uh, partnership with uh, Qualcomm and bring out more and more solution offering to you. Um, so that brings me to uh, different customers and partners that have already um, worked with us. So in terms of customers, we have Technicolor, Philips, and you saw the example from Anel. Um, there was a JPL demo uh, in Dirk's um, announcement. Then we have silicon partners like Qualcomm, Intel, and Annapurna. And it's not listed here as a canonical um, Linux uh, operating service uh, uh, software provider. Uh, that's also have uh, partnered with us to get the green grass uh, up to this stage. So that um, brings me to the point where we started our journey in this uh, session, which is how do we connect the dots? Uh, you are facing your own business problems, and uh, you want to actually focus on on your solving your business problems as opposed to having. Uh, invested into what I, what we call it undifferentiated development, whether it's the, the hardware devices that you may have to build, the cloud services, or, uh, you know, other, other things that you needed. So I hope, uh, we gave you the glimpse of, uh, some of the products and services that we are offering to get you, uh, started quickly. Uh, so with that, uh, we come to, uh, come to an end for this session. So thank you very much. If you have any further questions, my email is listed on this. And uh, please, before you leave, um, if you're so kind to fill up the evaluation, we really appreciate it. And some of us will be here in case you have a question. Please come up to the, the side and we'll uh, take your questions. So thanks again. Thanks for coming.